It's Movies, the podcast featuring Nick and Ezra Stein and their dad. Are you not entertained? Miles Hasta la vista, baby. Yes, you're very smart. Welcome to the second episode of Movies, the podcast. I'm Ezra. I'm Nick. And I'm their dad, Kevin. Nice. This, <laughs> that's just the first time we've done that. That was pretty yeah. cool. I like it. We'll keep it. That was good. <laughs> so this week we're talking about Stephen King adaptations. What, how, what do you guys think about Stephen King? What's your experience with his work? I've never met him. He didn't, he didn't ask you what your experience was with <laughs> he him. He kind of did. And then I... I <laughs> he you, said with his work. Yeah, okay. you you addressed the <laughs> first right, half of my question. <laughs> um, I haven't seen uh, everything that we'll probably end up talking about today, but I've seen uh, the big ones. I've seen The Shining. I've seen Shawshank. I just watched Misery with you guys. I'm excited to talk about that a little bit. Um, but overall, I'd say positive, positive experience with his work. i I've seen a couple that are maybe less good, but we can get into that. Overall, I'd say that generally, at least as far as like adaptations go, he's pretty lucky. He's got some really good ones, you know? Yeah, he doesn't always like the best ones. We'll get to that. But Yeah, I, I find it kind of interesting that uh, which ones he likes and which ones he doesn't like. But yeah, I've... Uh, well, his favorite adaptation, I haven't seen. Did you know Which that? one is his favorite? He says that, well, I don't know if it's technically his favorite, but he said the best or possibly most faithful adaptation. I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but he had very high praise for Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I thought he was going to pick Maximum Overdrive because he directed that one, but he even said that one was moronic. So <laughs> I haven't seen yeah, it, but just yes. from the clips you were showing me the other day with the, with the semi-trucks crashing into people and exploding. <laughs> Well, I've been reading Stephen King since I was a little kid, and I'm a lot older than you, so kind of an important novelist to me. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was really little, I, I remember my parents didn't really approve of me reading that. I was probably like 10 years old, and I had like a copy of Christine like under my bed covers with the flashlight, and so... Like you weren't allowed to have it? I wasn't I wasn't allowed to read <laughs> it, no. Um, and for good reason, too. I mean, that's yeah. pretty young. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. That's reasonable. Well, yeah. I remember when I was in eighth grade, a, a friend of mine invited me to go see Pet Cemetery at the movie theater, and we couldn't get in. So he just got some random guy that was standing there and said, hey, can you buy us tickets to Pet Cemetery?" And the guy totally did, and we went in, and I, yeah. had, ni I had nightmares. What about you, Ezra? Answer your own question. Well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Stephen King fan. I've read just about everything he's ever written, some of them. Multiple Everything? times. Really? Pretty close. There's He's a few. written a lot. There's a few more obscure ones that I haven't gotten around to yet. I haven't read his new one. That He's just written came out. so much. He actually has um, a program that he does where like people are allowed to adapt some of his lesser known books for like a dollar and then he'll yeah. sell them the rights to it. Because <laughs> that's those, how many books he has. He's like, all those dollar babies. Yeah, dollar babies. He'll sell like the rights to short stories to film students. Which so, is well, a really cool thing that he does. But I'm just saying like, to read everything he's written would be... Well, Ezra's got me beat. I was thinking about this yesterday, and I, I think I've probably read maybe half. Half? Half his stuff or two-thirds. and That's a lot of stuff, too. I've seen probably three-quarters of his movies. Guess how many Stephen King books I've read. Zero? 
Yeah. It better not. Zero? Uh, it's zero. You yeah. have seen some of the movies. Oh, so. man. But I'm yeah. admitting it on the podcast because yeah. I'm coming from a place of honesty here. Okay. So Since that's our official stance. <laughs> my, my official stance is that you should fix that. Yeah, I know. That's mine too. But, I mean, who has the time these days? Plus, reading is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Oh, okay. No, I know. That, I know. I'm, that, I'm, sounds, that sounds like a skill issue. No, I'm just making excuses. I definitely yeah. should. I don't know what to say because he's sitting right across from me. He's my own blood. <laughs> his dad. His dad's a professor, you and he's say, like, "Reading's hard. I don't like reading." <laughs> I, oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, I know. Well, that's why I said it. It's such a. Well, <laughs> were you trying to provoke me? I'm always trying to get a rise, but. Well, in your defense, this is movies, the podcast, not books, the podcast. Yeah. So, but, but who would also, li- who would listen to that? Sorry, you, me. you, you, I, you yeah. picked the theme this week, I did. and you, you called it a Stephen King adaptations. That's true. So we're talking about moving from the book to the movie. Did he? Okay. In the before we move on to like just adaptations, do we even need to specify adaptations or like? Has he ever written something that was just a screenplay or meant to be a movie? Um, he wrote the miniseries Storm of the Century. And that was which just was, which is a little more TV. obscure. Okay. I don't think we're going to really so go into that So that's the one that we're not including. I've never seen it. so I haven't seen it either, so let's just not talk Probably about not talk. Yeah, let's go yeah. with adaptations. That's better. All right, so, we'll get us started. Well, I thought we'd start things off on a more positive note with some of our favorites before we he's there's a lot of bad ones that we can poke <laughs> fun at but let's start let's start with the good um what are what are some of your guys like top tier stephen king movies like the very best ones you want i think start? we've i think we sure, sure, brought up a couple of them uh well this may come across as kind of controversial but i think shawshank redemption is pretty good that's controversial. <laughs> no. It got nominated for Best Picture. When it came <laughs> it's, I know, and I, listen, I'm not afraid to say it either. <laughs> I would, I would agree with that, though. No, I, yeah, Shawshank would be one a top one for me, and then I really like Misery. I, <laughs> I love Misery. I, I'm, I'm fully. We, we uh, just to give some context. I just watched Misery with these guys for the first time last week, and I'm fully on the Misery bandwagon now. That is an awesome movie. I think that one's my number three. I would I would put it there too. I love but it though. My yeah. my top three are Shiny. all like just masterpieces. Yeah. Like they're all unbelievable. I bet we have the same. Probably. Number one. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Good. I that's number two for me. Oh, I, I I thought about this a lot. So the, I bet your number my number two, the shining is your number one. That's right. So we've I, I'm those. with you, Dad. I think Shawshank uh, the Shining, Misery, and then I don't know what my and then this is, that gets four. kind of interesting. I gotta say, I've been thinking about this. Um, I like, I think I like. Um, well, Stand by Me, I think would be next. That's I would probably go with that. And then I was thinking maybe The Dead Zone or maybe The Mist. Those are both great. You I, were you were telling me I would about probably Dead put, Zone. Could you remind me like what the premise of that movie is? That's because I haven't seen. Well, it. they've ripped off this premise so many times in recent years, but it's basically Christopher Walken. Um, you know, he's got those crazy eyes and the big hair and everything in the yeah. movie, and he gets in a car accident, and then he suddenly, you know, unexplained ability, he can touch people and like see things that they're going to do or have done. 
you know, so he helps to solve crimes. And, and that's so weird really that a car accident would do that. I wonder if there, it's it's explained I know you a say little it, more in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, what do they say? Because it's like it, it like jostle his brain a little yeah, bit. It's like a head injury, okay. and then it like awakens this ability. That's pretty cool. Well, I I, I like, still say that's not that great of an explanation. Yeah, it's yeah. good enough. I I'm kind of partial <laughs> to that premise. Of you don't like, need to go. You know, you know those movies that are like <laughs> we only use death. like ten percent of our brain. Uh, there's like unlocked abilities. You know, like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I find like that kind of cool. It's pretty cool in the movie. He wakes it's not, up. He wakes, it's not realistic at all, but it's cool. I don't know if you remember the movie, but he wakes up from his coma after five years, and then he like sees the this room on fire, and then he tells one of the nurses, like, your daughter's, she's in this fire. She's going to get burned. Go to her. And Have you seen the movie cool. adaptation? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I like that. And The Mist, Ezra was telling me, because uh, I love The Mist, but he's like, have you seen the black and white version? There's a director's cut. Oh, really? It's, it's weird, but it's so much better it's just a, putting it in black and white. It's like Zack it, it, like like totally, Snyder's Justice League, where like Zack oh, it's, Snyder's it's Justice League is better. I, I went, so much better back black and white. Ezra, I went and watched the last 10 minutes of it on YouTube just to get the feel for the black and white, and it was it was way better. It was like It's crazy, old, right? Yeah. And speaking of adaptations... That's one where the ending is like 180 degrees from that book ending. Oh, really? Yeah, they changed totally it? Totally different. And you know what? It has Stephen King's blessing. Yeah, he that's w- interesting. He was, he was, he, <laughs> he says like it. he was, he was mad because he wished he could, he could have come up with I it. I totally would be too. Imagine you spent all this time on a book and then someone else is just like, this is how it should have ended. And you're like, yeah, you're right. That's so much better. He kind of has a reputation though for, not being great at ending stuff. Yeah. Because he oh, just really? kind of like writes and then comes to an ending. Well, I don't think we should spoil the ending of the movie here, but I would yeah, definitely I recommend it because it's, it's not it's not what you'd expect. No, it's so light. I thought about this a lot when prepping this episode. About like about Shining, Shining versus Shawshank. Because th- those are so like different. <laughs> when, we were, when we were in sync there, we were almost like the twins from The Shining. Yeah. Did you feel that? Not exactly that. Ezra, Ezra, <laughs> I think you changed your mind just in the last couple of days because when we were watching Misery, I think you put Shawshank first. Yeah, I've I've changed it a lot the last couple. I, of days. I wouldn't argue. But, I wouldn't argue one way or the other. Like I yeah. have what I think, but if someone were to say the other way around, I'd yeah. be like, sure. Like it, you guys are saying Shawshank, and it's like, yeah, that's like that makes sense. One of the best movies ever made. But it also, is. so is The Shining. And at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a horror guy, so I kind of that kind of just edged it out a little bit. Yeah, because Shawshank doesn't feel like a lot of the other Stephen King stories. So by choosing that, you're sort of saying, oh, I like the non-Stephen King-esque Stephen King stories. Yeah, and it's almost like, uh, yeah, yeah, because that's like what he's known for is his horror. So, yeah. So my next question, which we've kind of touched on a little bit, but... I just want to talk about like underrated ones and some maybe overrated ones. Yeah, we did but, talk about uh, the underrated Shawshank Redemption yeah. movie. Uh, but what else is there that's underrated? Underrated. Uh, we've talked about the Dead Zone a little bit. I would definitely say that's an underrated. One thing one. that I think is kind of underrated is the original It. I like that one. I like the new It too, to be honest. But I, I, but I think that the I think there's there's something I think there's something for both of them. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mostly Tim Curry. Well, this is if you're going to talk about it and it's a conversation, you're going to have 
alone because what just yeah we we know how you are about clowns i am ever since poltergeist i am terrified and i don't really freaky and i honestly i think a big part of it i don't know if i actually think the it movies are that scary uh inherently but i think that just the fact that there's a clown in it is what freaks me out like it's yeah i don't know maybe i I will not watch it way to say i just can't because either it's scary or it's not but i think that my personal feelings towards clowns kind of affect how scary that movie is, you know? Yeah. Like you have to have that. Specific so that idea. movie gets a lot of attention. I mean, yeah. it was huge. I, are you talking I have, about the original or the new one? The kind of, because the new one was I kind feel of like big both too. were pretty big. I think the new one got even a lot more attention. So if you guys don't think that is a phenomenal, I haven't seen it. So I'm it's, just going by re- audience reaction. If you guys don't think that movie's fantastic, then it's probably overrated. I would say it's a little overrated. I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of the book though, and both both of the adaptations I kind of have issues I with. I don't know the adaptations. the adaptations have some flaws in the writing, but so does the book. You haven't you have not read the book. I told I told you I haven't read anything, but I just yeah, know well, what. <laughs> what do you mean you just know? Because you told me about it. You told me about all the weird scenes that are in it, and then pe- and then also like well, so yes, yeah, some of those weird scenes can be cut. Uh, Ezra, tell me if you agree or disagree. There are flaws in the writing of it. Yeah. So yeah, you told me that. Yeah, that's how I know. And I, they're not that. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it one day. You're gonna read it, and then I'll be right. It is like it is like twelve hundred pages. All I'm saying, there there are some flaws in it, um, but there's also some really good things. There's a lot. There's a lot of really the casting was amazing. Uh, The characters are all really interesting, and. just the acting when it comes to uh what's the clown's name? Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. Pennywise. Uh Bill Skarsgard. Bill Skarsgard. Yeah, no, he's he's scary in that. He's I extremely do, scary. I do like Tim Curry's performance. And then a little people better. people give it chapter two, the other, like the sequel to the new one, a lot of flack too, because it is kind of cheesy. But one thing that I really enjoy in movies is like good casting when it comes to like young versions and old versions, you know. Like uh, I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a really good job playing Bruce Willis, even if the facial prosthesis was maybe a little weird. Um, I thought that um, uh, the young version of Agent K in Men in Black 3. Oh, Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh Brolin. Actually, they don't look alike, but Josh Brolin's impersonation. No, that's what I'm saying is like when uh, celebrities are able to do impressions of other characters in movies from like younger and older and they're successful at it, that's something that I really enjoy. And I think that it chapter two did a good job. They they cast these child actors from the original movie as their adult selves and got all these big names like Bill Hader, um, James McAvoy, yeah, and Jessica Chastain. And they did a really that, good job. That I they thought perfectly cast those. Yeah. One of my issues with it chapter two is just part of like the adaptational thing because the way the book is structured, the storyline with the kids and the adults are like intertwined so it's cutting between the two of them and then both adaptations have split them in half and done the kid storyline right and then the adult one i see what you mean which, where like in the book it's like back and forth between yeah. the two time periods and then the movies it's like one and then the other yeah and then it's like you which get one you, you it, get one like good movie with the kids and then you get the same movie again 
but not quite as good. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of like encourages you to compare the two when really they're all the same story. Yeah. You know? I, I think a more engaging narrative style is to kind of intersperse them together. Yeah. But then again, that being said, we've seen movies before where they have different storylines going on and there's one of them that's not that good. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, and it, and it really has the potential to be really overstuffed too. If you do yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, I've always thought it should be like a mini series. It yeah. as a mini series. That'd be cool. If they bring back Bill Skarsgård, I'd watch that yeah. again. Or Tim I know Curry. You wouldn't He's probably a little <laughs> too old for it now. But or Tim Curry, yeah. Well, so that's that's an overrated one. Anyways, I would say I think I, underrated. I would um, I would say uh, as long as we're talking underrated, overrated, I'd say original, underrated, the new, overrated, and both yeah. both not quite as good. But as both the book. But well, both you good. know, you yeah. you turn the question into just it. Just about it. Okay. About all right. What? So let's talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> no, it's fine. But no, it's fine. Keep going. I, I, I like Sorry. how I like how he asks about overrated versus underrated, and you have the whole like whole filmography of of Stephen King and books, and you're like, okay, it chapter one is overrated. I want to talk about it. What's is that I mean, that is, that's like one of his most. I honestly think it works. is. I think it's a valid perspective though, because one is underrated. One is overrated. And it's what came to mind when you asked the yeah. question. Well, so. also I'm old and I recognize that a lot of the younger people love it. Yeah. You don't understand. And our so generation. our podcast audience probably would rather hear you guys talk about it than me talk about like Dolores. Listen, Cable. I'm trying to deliver I, quality I'm, content. I'm always happy to talk about Dolores. Clinton. You guys, you guys can talk about your old <laughs> books and whatever, and I'll actually talk about content that is engaging to our listeners. Okay. So you guys, you guys go on another chapter book talk, and then I'll jump back in and make it. All interesting. right. Chap- so, chapter book. To- are you in first grade? <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about picture books? Maybe. Aren't there pictures in uh, Stephen King books? Sometimes. There are yeah the, the the Dark Tower ones have yeah really cool man those sound interesting I was gonna ask you guys to read all seven of them before this podcast of, of the Dark Tower books. but that that seemed a bit much I'll read like one chapter I think I read the first two <laughs> I've yeah. I've read all of them Did you guys ever watch the movie adaptation of that I have I saw the on one that. with Idris Elba I have That's strong what I'm opinions about, yeah. on that one I actually thought it wasn't as terrible as everyone said. It wasn't good at all. Oh, okay. But like, I th- as as he, like, I feel like I give it, it a D, came, and everyone else gives it an F. So that's my point. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought everyone, the trailer looked really good, which is why I'm, I never watched. I it. I actually went back and watched that trailer, and I was like, "That does look pretty good." I was like excited yeah, for it, and then when it came, it was one of those things where you're like anticipating it, and then it comes out, and you can't bring yourself to go see it because everyone's saying it's like an yeah, like an F. Yeah, I think disconnected. From the books, if it was just its own thing, I'd give it a D. But when you compare it to this like huge seven book masterwork, it's an F. So maybe that's why I give it a D because I only Probably. read the first two books. Yeah. But uh, underrated, Dolores Claiborne, uh, Gerald's Game, I think is I love underrated. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. That's the one with the guy who plays himself in the park, right? Plays chess. It's no. Jerry's Game. Jerry's Game. Gerald's Game. I bet you would agree with this one, Ezra. I think Needful Things is super underrated. I, I never saw the movie of that, but I love the book. The movie's fantastic, and it's a really faithful adaptation, too. And, and to uh, Stephen out. King likes that version. I like 
I just like the way it's like a slow burn. It sets up like like a Rube Goldberg machine almost. And then in the second half, you have just this town like eating yeah. each other alive. Yeah, if you don't know the premise of that one, Nick, it's basically this guy that comes to town and he like opens this shop and it's got these weird items in it. But the items have like supernatural qualities. So they the townsfolks really they really want these items. And so the shopkeeper gets them to like do terrible things to each other in order to yeah. preserve. Oh my God. So I'll say like, I'll give you this, but you have to like leave a note that says this in this person's mailbox. <laughs> and he just like turns them all against each other slowly. I think there's a Rick and Morty episode. There is. He's there basically, is. he's basically like the devil, right? Like, yeah. Just, there's a Rick and Morty like... episode where he comes to town and he's giving them cursed objects. And then he, everyone's like, Oh, we'll take them. He's like, why are you so eager to take these objects? And they're like, Oh, we're just getting the curses removed. <laughs> so uh, that was probably a, a pop yeah. culture reference. Yeah. Did you know why um, Stanley Kubrick was hesitant to cast Jack Nicholson? Because he's scary. Because he wanted to show a normal guy's ascent uh, <laughs> into madness. And he's like, yeah. how do I show that progression if the guy already <laughs> looks insane yeah. from the very beginning? Like you just see Jack Nicholson. You're like, that's that's the face. That's actually a very valid right criticism. Yeah, that's that's why Stephen King hates it. I, I could totally see that. Like, like you don't get that effect of like, oh, he's slipping away because he's honestly just like he just goes from like a jerk to like a crazy jerk. Yeah, well, it's still scary. I, I used to think Stephen King just hated all the directors that changed his books, but then there are times when, like with The Mist, where he really likes the change. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. I honestly think he just uh, is opinionated about his work. And I mean, I like, think that's a completely valid. I think a reason why be. The Shining is one that he dislikes so much is because that's such like a personal one for him. Like Jack Torrance is a self insert character. And really? the, book, the book's about like his struggles with alcoholism so i I, I can understand being mad that if someone took my personal self-insert character (laughs) and made them irredeemably evil so that's that's a valid reason to be mad doesn't that happen in the book where he turns evil yeah he does but he starts out as like a decent guy and then one other big thing is that in the book he kind of snaps out of it for a second at the end and saves them which doesn't happen in the movie Interesting. So he redeems himself, and yeah. he doesn't. So there's more nuance to the character, uh, and then they sort of, like, I wouldn't say it calls character one-dimensional, but they get rid of some of those layers yeah. that he wanted yeah. in there. That's fascinating. I always thought it was because he just preferred a supernatural type of story as opposed to, like, this psychological type. Yeah, it's really thriller. interesting, but, yeah. But, I think he's also mad that they cut the walking hedge animals, but I think that was a good choice. I think that's a little dumb. Could have been cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have fit the tone. Plus, the movie's already so long. It's not that long. It's like two hours. It's, but not, it, it's not long. For an ADHD person, it's like an hour and a half too long. Listen, probably. if Subway Surfers <laughs> isn't up next to the screen. <laughs> speaking of... It's not long. It's speaking not long. of long movies, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something I'm controversial just, here. Can I clarify what I just said? It's not long to me. It's just there is a lot of ground that they cover. There's a lot that happens from like the start of the movie to, like, the end when he's in the maze. I think that the hedge animals would be, like, one thing too many. Yeah. And that's all I meant. It's, I see. What, not, yeah, like, a yeah. length thing, just, like, a... Just, yeah, just, like, a... Amount of content. They, the, thing, the amount of stuff that they had in the movie was perfect because they took that and they made it into a really good movie. Yeah. I think if that movie just came out and it had no connection to Stephen King, then people would... I mean, it's already acknowledged as a masterpiece, but... 
you do get a lot of hostility toward the movie from fans of the book yeah. um, that don't like that they changed it. But if you just look at the movie as a work of art, it's it's incredible. The yeah. acting and, the, and that's well, why adaptations I'm, I'm are so interesting. I'm a fan about. of the book too, and I still agree with you. Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's better. Uh, anyways, one more, one more overrated one, a little bit controversial. Green Mile. Overrated? Yeah, not not a huge fan. That's one that I'll say is Mile. too long. I'm not. It's a like huge fan it's either. like three and a half hours, which isn't a problem. I don't no, care. I don't care about the length. It's oh, just yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, the length isn't something that bothers me. About yes, it. It is. I just think it's a little too long. A little too long. Way too long. If it was three and a half hours of being awesome. <laughs> that would be fine. Like yeah. the Shawshank is all or like movie. Avatar Way of Water. It's yeah. like, of course, it's too too got too many similarities to Shawshank, and it doesn't do any of them well or as well as Shawshank. Yeah, it's and I think it's a little sappy. Tom Hanks, though, he's good in it. And then the guy playing, you know his I name? Forgot. I forgot. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's that. the performances are all really good. It just feels a little too like. I don't know. I I don't know. It didn't didn't work. It just doesn't. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I a lot of people love it though. So, would you say Misery is overrated or underrated or exactly exactly rare? as rated as it should be? Underrated. Do you think most if anything underrated? I'd think, say underrated. Do you think most people have it where we do? I like number three. I think probably. I think, I think that, Stephen King has it. That I think high people too. that know about it rank it accurately, but the thing is, it's not talked about it's as much. Because like I'd honestly never of, even really heard about it until you guys suggested it. It's not which as is maybe much because like I haven't read his cultural books. touchstone. Yeah, like, the that's like obviously, like I haven't read the books. Maybe my knowledge of Stephen King is lacking, but it still feels like it's not talked about in the same conversations as like The Shining or Shawshank. Well, it's my number three Stephen King book, but it's my movie, but it's my number one Stephen King book. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'd put it probably also in the top three. I know you wouldn't put it above The Shining, but I remember... Well, um, not, not the movie. The book, yes. I would. You'd put the Misery book above The Shining book? Okay. Definitely. I would, yeah. too. Hmm. It's just so freaking suspenseful. You yeah. You can't even put it... I mean... It's, it's like a perfect adaptation too yeah they do a really good job of setting up the stakes you know they show you his legs early on and how immobile he is you know oh his acting we we were just talking yeah. he should have got an academy award nomination yeah. kathy bates won but, but she deserved it. there too, were yeah. no other nominations but yeah he definitely deserved a yeah. nomination i Did, think another thing that should have been nominated that i noticed this time watching it is the production design because there's so many like details in her house Mm-hmm. Like every every like piece of weird art on the wall, there's all these knickknacks. It like feels like a real house of a crazy person. I wasn't paying attention to that because it was my first watch, but yeah. that's someone that you. I want to rewatch it. I, I was noticing that too. And then they also don't reveal anything about the house. Like initially, they wait till he gets out that's of the true. room. Because it's his perspective. Yeah, it's one of those things, kind of like Ten Cloverfield Lane, where like you're confined to the basement, yes, you don't yeah. know where you are, you know, because uh-huh. you're in the same space as the characters. Well, to have a sense of your surroundings is a comf- is yeah, comf- it's a sense of security. Comforting, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they don't want to give you that. Yeah. Um, did you know they asked Kathy Bates what character she? Maybe you know this, Ezra. What character she enjoyed playing the most out of all of her film career? Is what, it was it Misery? No, it's Dolores Claiborne. Really? And you know why she said that? Because she said that um, it's the first time she played a character that was so far outside of herself. 
her own personality. And I was thinking, she said Holy that, cow. but she played she the played, lady in Misery. Yeah, she played that's, Annie, that's pretty funny. She played Annie Wilkes before she played Dolores Claiborne. So she basically is saying, She's closer to, I'm closer to Annie Wilkes, who's breaking people's feet, you know, and torturing yeah. them than I am this lady, yeah. you know, that's, um, and you'd probably don't know a lot about Dolores Claiborne, but she was uh, a lady that's a housekeeper that's accused of. How do you know? Her. I don't know. Because you, you said don't you read. don't read anything. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But I don't yeah. like that you assumed that I didn't know. For the This is for the people that can read. Oh. Wow. You I can it. read. I know all. You just choose not to. I know 100% of the alphabet. Anyways, are there are there any Stephen King books Dead that air. haven't been adapted yet? That you think should? Yes. Yes. Um, I really would love to see The Institute turned into some kind of movie I or agree. miniseries. I agree. Awesome. I agree. I haven't Googled it lately. Is it in development or anything? I don't think so. Has anybody bought the rights to it? Someone probably has. Knowing how, how things go, it's probably Mike. So Blair tell me about The Institute. I want to see that. The Institute's kind of like a science fiction um, story where these kids are like, being like experimented on, they have special gifts and stuff. They're like psychic. Oh, so it's like X-Men. Yeah, it's a kind, little bit. It's kind of a it's got better. The, They're not like this. It's not like superheroes or anything. It's more of a kind of a psychological. Yeah. Ah. Um, but it's really interesting. And then there's like a big like escape and everything. So it, it's when I was reading that, I was like, they needed to make this into a movie. It's it just awesome. feels like watching a movie. Reading yeah, it. yeah. That'd be cool. What's What's interesting about that one is it's not like the most original premise. There's like uh, most of its story elements have been done other yeah. places, but it's just like so well written. It's just so fun to read. So, so, so I, I agree with you. That on one, that. and then uh, the revival. I want to see that I, one. That one's amazing. And I was telling that's you, one of my. I would. I I think a lot of other people say this. That's one of his best modern books. Yeah. All right. So let me play the role of the audience uh, who may not know about the revival, um, just for uh, clarity's sake. Why don't you tell me about the revival? It's about this kid who meets like a preacher when he's young and then the preacher's obsessed with electricity and experiments and stuff. Sounds like your typical preacher. Uh, and that anyways. <laughs> That's uh, just so random. Sorry. The the preacher's like entire family gets killed in a car accident and it kind of drives him a little crazy. And then it just takes place over these characters' whole lives as they cross paths every now and then. And then it's hard to hard to get into it without spoiling it. Yeah, you don't want okay, yeah, to spoil it. I, I sh I'll just read it. I have, I have a copy And to of our that. audience members out there who uh, don't know about it, just read it. And you should read it. About it. It's great. Mike, I will. Mike Flanagan wrote a script oh, for that. Oh, Mike Flanagan. I don't know if that's an active development. That'd be cool. I hope so because he's good. And for he's those great. that don't know, he did. Um, he did. Doctor Midnight Sleep, Mass. Midnight, Midnight Mass. Mass. Haunting. Haunting uh, of, of the, the Hill, Hill House. House. And then House. what was the other Stephen King one he did? Uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's, Gerald's Game. Game. Okay, <laughs> one that I wouldn't adapt is Fairy Tale. I thought that that was oh, that was awful. Yeah, I thought you liked that one. Sucks. I I. I liked the setup. He liked it when we first really? read it. And I liked like I the first him. half of it, and then it just kind of. Hmm. I think tanks. Stephen King kind of sucks at fairy tale stuff. Yeah, I'd like to see another adaptation of Cat Eyes or Cat's, Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. Yeah, that just from the I, I, short I need to watch pieces that of it that I've seen. Thing. But that that 
cat fighting the troll. I just think there Incredible. are so many good uh, cats of the younger generation who could uh, like embody that, like role. Take up that role. Yeah, like a reboot, yeah. but with like a younger, fresh actor. A less old cat? Yeah. yeah. Maybe All like right. an orange cat instead. No. Like, are you talking about our cat? That our could, cat could do that it. Could be yeah, so, that would be cool. Let's make our own we, we uh, could do fan film. Get a get a puppet of a troll <laughs> and a cat. I I mean, I kind of like this idea. But also, I think I think I, the I'm, lesson. I'm of, too I'm too busy to be making films of the cat with puppet dolls. But if left to my own devices, that is what I would end up doing. <laughs> I think the lesson of Cat's Eye is that you should let me get a cat. Because what if what if a troll I thought, breaks into my room? What if there's a troll that tries to steal my breath while I'm sleeping? That's, that's not going to happen. And there's no I, cat. That's not going to gonna happen to fight it off. Well, you make a good point. You live in our loft, and you don't necessarily come down even every day. So um, we're getting I wouldn't a little, even know. If we're getting a little passive aggressive. <laughs> no, he has a good point. I wouldn't even know if you. Yeah, were that's true. There and, um. What what anti troll precautions do you have? I thought you guys house? got Ezra a cat because on his birthday you guys were cat sitting. Well, I guess I do go upstairs and close your door sometimes, so keep the troll inside. Good. So lock lock it in with me. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's well. I'm 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 fine with that if it's as long as somewhere. I have a cat in there yeah. to fight it. Well, we did get you a ladder to climb out your window, right? One of those ladders. Did that, you actually? Yeah. Yeah. He's got under. Yeah. His what's that going to do, do against a troll? It? Though. Wait. Do you ever use it? Not yet. Oh, that'd be cool. The house is still standing. No, but just like no you should test yet. it before, right? Oh. I'll come test it. Related question to that: Are there any that have been adapted that you think they need to try again, like they didn't get it right the first time? I feel like they could do Shawshank even better. I was better. thinking no way. <laughs> the, the Kennedy one. Eleven twenty-two sixty. I never finished that. I watched the first. Couple I watched episodes. part of it with James Franco. And I thought it was okay. I think not the like premise. Amazing. Exactly. I, I, I get what you're saying because I think the premise is awesome. So if you're not crazy about it, then they definitely should do it again. Yeah. And then my big one, obviously, is The Dark Tower, which oh, is yeah, which yeah. is in development yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Flanagan has the rights. Wait, he's they, he's writing it. Yeah. I was thinking, That's like his I was thinking Cujo, but Cujo. I think they could do that. They already did the remake of that. It's called The Sandlot, right? They already kind of <laughs> did it. They did uh, yeah. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, that is basically Cujo. Did you know Stephen King? Are we allowed King? to say cocaine on the radio? Yeah, Stephen King hates Cujo. Did you know? Did you really? Know that? He said that he was in a, a cocaine, speaking of cocaine-induced state. Oh, he doesn't even remember writing it. He doesn't it. remember writing it. Writing Cujo? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he says, like, he likes the book. He was like, I wish I remembered <laughs> writing it. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever like looking for a good read and he's like, I'll just do a bunch of cocaine and write one and then I won't remember. And so you get to read it. Um, another another big one for me is Christine, oh, yeah. which is, I love the book. I, I actually really like the movie that John Carpenter did, but I feel like it's a different thing. They didn't really. The book has like a lot of character work. There's You're a lot saying of like Christine's not necessarily bad, but there's like untapped potential yeah. in the source. It's a, better, it's a better book than a movie. Did you know, like, it's kind of like, remember when, this is going to go way off track. Remember when we were reading like the Fable Haven books and we're like, this is good, like as a story on the page. But if somebody tried to make it, it kind of look ridiculous. I don't oh, know. Well. And I think <laughs> I think Christine is kind of that way where it's I that's, think that's Fable true. Haven would it, be cool. It, I I actually do agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they didn't really 
related to Christine. Last I heard, I don't know if this is still happening, but Brian Fuller was attached to remake that. And he, <laughs> he created the Hannibal TV show, which is like a top 10 show for me. The Hannibal TV so show I'm is really, really good. So I, I'm really excited for that. I, I think he'll do a good job with it. That show's pretty gory. I couldn't I, I couldn't stick with it, but I do recognize that it was really well it is, made. Yeah, it's did did very, you notice that there's a pattern with our favorite Stephen King adaptations were helmed by decent directors yeah yeah because they have Always. all this potential every time yeah. they they uh they have the the bones so to speak they have the sauce they have <laughs> they have this uh foundation of a really good premise and then sometimes they're executed well sometimes not but there's always like just like raw creativity there mm-hmm. yeah anyways yeah. do you have any other questions we, we've got about 10 minutes left so if you've got anything else you want to include we should do it now i believe we're out of time. Yeah. I think that start, should probably wrap start up wrapping this up. So, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. This has been Movies the Podcast. I'm Ezra. I'm Nick. And I'm their dad, Kevin. We'll catch you next week. Next week. <laughs>